Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Experienced staff at local branches and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody, it's Sam with Wrestling Overtime. And this is your MLW February 10th. 2021 results and thoughts show and I tell you it's getting harder and harder every week you know four months ago I would have told you it was probably WWE's main roster AEW's main roster Impact Wrestling then uh, MLW, then probably New Japan Strong, and then Ring of Honor with NWA probably last just for the simple fact that they weren't putting out any new shows. Now, I feel like AEW is nipping at WWE's main roster heels. And I don't know who's third. I feel like MLW has stepped up their game so much. Um, by going out, getting some stars, and focusing on them. Putting a few factions together and have us following those storylines. I feel like New Japan Strong is right there. I know people made fun of it the first season, said it, you know, it wasn't that good. I think the thing that got me interested is I got involved with a couple of the newer wrestlers and I liked watching them wrestle every other week and just get better and better and better. And I think this second season, we're on the road to New Beginning, as if you heard the New Japan Strong um, episode from this past Friday. And with Kenta taking on John Moxley on February 26th, I mean, I think that's a three-way tie. Impact has lost some people. They are starting to get their storylines more on track. But, buddy, there for about a six-week period, number one, they took two weeks off for Christmas. But, I mean, there for a six-week period, they seemed wacky as 
all get out. And you couldn't follow anything. You didn't know what was going on from one minute to the next. And NWA still hasn't come back. I, Ring of Honor is just, I'm sorry, it's pissed me off with this. Pure rules, garbage. Um, This week, you know, I didn't even do a show on it because I was upset. I put the results in News and Thoughts. Um. But this MLW show, um, I feel like the very first match was ACH versus Brian Pillman. I feel like that could have been their main event last year at this time. Am I wrong? I mean, if I'm wrong, write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com and tell me. But I feel like they've upped their game. Court Buyer has upped their game so much. Um to see Brian Pillman Jr. in the very first opening match with ACH and then as ACH is getting ready to get in the ring, Team Filthy comes out. And Team Filthy has been part of the headlines for the last month with some of the things that they've been doing and some of the stunts they've been pulling. I'm like, I mean, I I actually checked YouTube to make sure I didn't start it in the middle because of what was going on. Because I'm not lying to you. I think you could go back to MLW this time last year, maybe a little after. And Brian Pillman Jr. and ACH, I think, would have been main eventing. I really do. They put on a heck of a battle, but Team Filthy being there, I think it made it more exciting. Especially knowing that Pillman was getting the best of ACH. As far as kicking him in the spine, trying to do small packages, doing body scissors. I mean, just boom, boom, boom. And this, I think it was a six-minute match or something, six and a half minutes or something like that. But um, ACH ended up knocking Pillman off the top, hitting him with a brain buster. But I was just waiting for it. What was going to happen at the end? How exciting was it going to get? Well, you know, you saw Tom Filthy Lawler, you know, show his hands to ACH like, I just came out here to watch Filthy Islands next week. I'm, I'm not messing with you guys. Of course, as ACH turned, you know, Kevin Koo is, is up on the apron. You know, he's got Dominic getting up on the apron, and as soon as he turns back to Filthy, he's on the apron. And they just, boom, attack him. They're beating him down fairly good. And then we see the Von Ericks. And they explain ACH is from Texas, which I didn't know. And that the Von Ericks... Well, everybody knows they're from Texas. So they felt the need to come on out and all six men start brawling. And finally, you know, Filthy's had enough and he slides out of the ring and his two partners 
follow him, and ACH and Devon Eriks are left there. Now, if this was WWE, I would I would be calling. I would be making a prediction. We're going to get a six-man tag either at the end of the show or next week. But you know what? MLW isn't WWE, and we're not going to get it at the end of this show. And from the looks at it, we're not getting it next week. Because next week's already filled. Next week's done. Now, will we get this six-man? Team Filthy versus ACH and the Von Erics? Maybe. Eventually. A month from now. But they're writing storylines. They've got matches filled and booked. They're ready to go with storylines and stuff. So, um... No, it's not happening. Now, Selena De La Renta um, put out an offer to buy Savio Vegas uh, IWA Puerto Rico company from her boss. And Vega had seven days. Look it over, respond. So he picks this time in between matches to go ahead and respond to the offer, and we see him get almost offended that somebody wants to, well, I shouldn't say somebody, because he specifically uses the word a stranger who hides in the shadows wants to buy his company that is located and was founded in his home country. And so he pretty much gives an emphatic no, not happening. Well, I don't know how this is, you know, really going to go over considering they go back to Selena de la Renta. And she said, um, Vega, we weren't asking. And so then we get Zinsky and Calvin Tankman. Zinsky, this is the second time going up against Tankman. Tankman is a 355-pound kid who is athletic as all get out. Um, this is probably my fourth time seeing him. Five. I know the first time, first, probably two or three times, I raved about him. This time, um, Zinsky got some offense. And yes, Tankman no-sold. But, I think it took a lot for him to no-sell. I think that on at least one move, um, where I think it was a standing shooting star, or it was a, um, a drop kick, I think he actually kind of hurt Tankman. I don't think Tankman, I know he's young, but he really needs to get in shape. 
Now, I'm not saying he needs a 10-pack or anything like that. I'm not even saying he needs a 6-pack. But this was a longer match. This was probably the longest match I've seen him in. And in order to compete, I really think that he needs to work on cardio and he really needs to get into wrestling shape. Um, when you see some show like, um, Tough Enough, if you go back on the WWE Network and you watch the shows from Tough Enough, where they're running the ropes, um, 30, 40, 50 times, I truly believe Tankman can't do that. I don't even know if you took him to a track and said, go run two laps, go run a half mile. I don't know that he could do that. Um, I don't know that he could run a full lap without walking at a decent pace, like a jogging pace. Um, He was, at times, breathing extremely hard, and it was almost like he was no-selling because he couldn't get his breath, and he wasn't going to take a bump. And when I was thinking about it, have I seen him take that many bumps? I think the answer is no. And I may need to go back and watch some of his matches, but I don't think he's taken that many bumps. Because he hasn't been taking on guys that are even close to his side. They've been t- he's been taking on 150-pounders. Up to maybe 180. I don't know that he's faced a guy over 200 pounds yet. So I think if he starts eventually taking on the bigger guys. Over 200 pounds. I think he's going to run into problems. Because number one, I don't think he can bump. Number two, I don't think his cardio and his wrestling is in the shape that I dreamed it could be in, I guess. The first two times I saw him, I was so impressed. He's 355 pounds. He can do a standing drop kick. And I think I was so impressed with that athleticism that I didn't pay attention. Oh, this match is two minutes. I was buying into, oh, he's so strong, he overwhelmed them in two minutes. Now that I've had a chance to see him, um, they're covering some stuff. He's going to have to get into shape. Um, then we get a video package, basically, by uh, Joseph Samuel of Contra. And, of course, he wants to talk about how Matt Kruger took out Alex Hammerstone. Well, you know what? They showed basically the same footage just last week. And like I told you, we see Miles Kruger rear back that left hand and say, Hell Contra. But we don't see him actually deliver the blow. And he says that they have taken him out. They do report that he has a concussion. I firmly believe that. But... They didn't show Kruger pinning him or um, really beating him down or anything like that. So, is that true or not? 
And he talks about how Contra is going to take out Injustice, which is Modern Reed and Jordan Oliver later tonight. Eh, okay, we're going to see. Now, we get Alicia's interview with, of course, as she called him, the self-proclaimed Caribbean champion, Richard Holiday, And, um... Holiday does this typical smirky self. Um, I guess that it's Wednesday night. And I guess if it wasn't a Wednesday night, I would absolutely love Holiday. The only problem is, I've got an even better Holiday. And it almost makes me think that Holiday is a cheaper version of MFJ. So, um, Holiday's going to have to work on it. It's almost like his lines are scripted, and they're not quite as cutting. He doesn't want to answer any of Alicia's questions, which, you know, doesn't surprise any of us. Of course, he denies um, that he was involved in any kind of corruption or any kind of betting scandal. Although he does say that Tim Donahue is his friend. But then Alicia pushes a little too much. And um, Hamilton, of course, ends the interview with a threat that she will hear. From his lawyer, you know, his dad. And so, then we get the PWI Top 10. Um, I think the Top 10 surprised me just a little that it didn't contain um, TJP. And who was the other one I was like, they're missing? I know I'm being silent, and you're never supposed to be silent on an episode, but I'm thinking, and I should have wrote it down, who I thought they were missing. But um, there was someone else that I thought, oh, oh, King Mo. But I, I, when I was thinking about it, I said, well, King Mo hasn't been on this actual season. He is going to be on Filthy Island next week. So I guess we will get him possibly ranked next week. Um, then we are getting Contra Unit, which is Davari and Simon Ghosh. Um, Simon is formerly of the Vaudevillains in WWE. Davari has been in Impact and, I believe, Ring of Honor. Uh, and they're going up against Injustice, which, like I said, is Jordan Oliver and uh, Myron Reed. I am looking forward to this match. The problem is, I didn't get it. Um, as Injustice is coming out to the Eminem song, and Jordan Oliver is uh, getting it, Jacob the two runs out and blindsides both of them. 
And, of course, that leads to Contra beating him down. And Injustice gets them back. They knock both Davari and Simon down, and Jacob Fatu gets in the ring. They do a pretty good tag team combo on him, and he slides out of the ring, retreats, and his buddies go with him, leaving Oliver and Reed in the ring, pretty much celebrating that they ran them off. Jordan Oliver gets up in the camera and says he wants Jacob Fatu. So, after that, we get, um, they announced that they're on Filthy Island next week. We are getting an Aztec jungle fight between Mil Mertes and Savio Vega that Salina de la Renta has put together. And that Filthy has accepted as a payback to her. And, of course, like I said, we're getting King Mo versus Loki. Um, I believe it's a no countout match. And it is, they're going to be going for knockouts. And it's going to be called Knockout 2. The other match that's going to be taking place on Filthy Island they are not 100% sure. They didn't go ahead and announce it. However, March 3rd, they did announce that it's going to be a double championship night. The first main event is going to be Jacob Fatu taking on Jordan Oliver. Second championship match is going to be for the tag team title championships. It is going to be Los Parks and going up against Contra. And Contra wants their belts back. They're wanting to take, obviously, all the gold. Then we finally get to the interpromotional unification title match. Now, I want to take a minute and say, is this a true unification? I don't think it is. I don't think they're making it into one belt, which is what unification means. I think he's going to be a double belt champion. But it's the AAA Cruiserweight Championship uh, that Laredo Kid is bringing versus MLW's World Middleweight Championship that Leo Rush has. Whoever wins this gets both belts. I don't think it is a true reunification. This is probably the fourth time that I've seen Laredo Kid. Um, he looked fairly good against Kenny Omega in the AAA Heavyweight Championship belt match. Uh, he used a lot of his quickness. But in this match, I saw something different. He was two inches taller and 20 pounds heavier than Leo Rush. So he was using his size. He was striking down, um, using a lot of his weight to put put on Leo Rush. However, man, oh man, Leo Rush is quick. Um, Laredo Kid, at first, took advantage of this, and then Leo um, 
and Laredo Kid come off the ropes, both try drop kicks. Leo biked out of the ring, and it seemed like he gathered himself. Once he gathered himself, then it he really started showing what he was doing as far as clotheslining him, headbutting him. Um, he hit a float over suplex. Um, he did a springboard. Um, he was really showing off. He was talking trash. Um, anytime Laredo looked like he might take advantage of anything, he was sliding out of the ring. And I thought, Leo's, Leo's really getting this until, um, Laredo ended up hitting him with a clothesline. And it flipped, uh, Leo Rush. And then he hit him with a driver and then did three uh, moonsaults into him and covered him and he locked in or he got a two count and then he started locking in the end end death lock I love that move um, it works great with smaller guys and I don't know why more women do not do that um, I've seen Thunder Rosa do it but I don't know why more women don't do that but uh Leo does get to the ropes before, you know, he submits or anything. But Laredo hit a neckbreaker. And I really thought that's the end of it. Did they really get Leo Rush on here to lose this quickly? Well, no, because he hit a rebound stunner off the second rope, no, he hit it off the bottom rope, I think, into the final hour, and he pinned him. And so, Leo Rush has got both belts. He's got the AAA Cruiserweight Championship and the MLW Middleweight Championship. And he was celebrating like there was no tomorrow. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I really did. I'm looking forward to Filthy Island next week. I think it's going to fall apart. Um, Alicia did give us an update, and Tom still has no sponsors. So, unless Selena, uh, Selena De La Renta's boss decides to kick in some money or something like that, I'm not real sure what Tom's going to do. Uh, but I am looking forward to seeing how it falls apart. But, after watching King Mo Loki last time and King Mo knocking Loki completely out, I am looking forward to that match. So I can't wait till next Wednesday. And I don't know about you, but I'm I'm really excited for March third too. So you guys need to let me know. What do you think of MLW? And you have to have watched it. Don't just listen to this and say, oh, I think such and such is better. You have to have watched all three. You need to tell me, is MLW, New Japan Strong, or Impact Wrestling, what is better for you to watch? 
What do you get more excitement about? What do you look forward to? Write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram and tell me what your thoughts are. My DMs are open. And I will be talking to you soon, and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.